Welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth. I, uh, I'm just still in quarantine. We all know how that's going. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, been, it's been a minute, but uh, I'm with a guy that I met about a year ago uh, through my friend Gabriel. The only, the only comedy show I've been to at someone's house. Uh, it was freaking awesome, yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a great night. Uh, that one was good, tight, yeah. Yeah. That's my good buddy, uh, Paul Saniga. How you doing, dude? Good. I'm doing good. Same shit. With also in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been big chilling, and the weather's starting to get nice now. So now the quarantine's oh, really, yeah. it's really becoming uh, annoying. That's the hard part. Looking outside every day, and I'm like, oh damn, mm-hmm. can't even, uh, can't even walk around. So. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, and I think Santa Cruz is a little more strict. Or Santa Cruz County is a little more strict than uh, than Monterey County seems to be. Um, yeah, I mean it's just because even when like this stuff first started, we were still getting like out of towners everywhere, like mm-hmm. every weekend. And uh, even though like things were, it was highly recommended to stay indoors. Everybody and their auntie was coming over to Santa Cruz, and like the beaches were filled up. So that's why they put restrictions on all the beaches now. You oh, can't damn. you you can only visit like certain hours of the day. Oh damn! I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what have you been doing to to keep yourself busy? Have you just uh, just well, been chilling, or? Well, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been trying to like develop routines, like like just stuff that um, that will keep me set for for the day, and then like I work a couple days out of the week. But sometimes even that, like trying to build routines, like uh, I'll fall off that. Like the last couple of days, like ha- I haven't really been on a on a strict regimen or anything. I, I I've been going through some personal stuff. So, like the other night, I watched all three Matrix uh, movies on oh, the damn. Matrix trilogy. Hell yeah! <laughs> like in just like one night, and I started and I started at like 10 p.m. and then didn't like I didn't stop till like 5 a.m. Wow. And then I crashed out and then woke up, like, way too late. You so sometimes needed, it varies, you know? Yeah, you needed the Matrix in your life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they put it on Netflix, so I was oh, all okay. like, oh, fuck, I'm about to get into this. Oh, dude, the first one's yeah, so but, good. I could see how you are just like, oh, okay, I'm about to watch the next two. Like, he just, that first one gets you. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, like, I watched it one time when I was younger, and then I watched the... It's like the Lord of the Rings series. Like you watch it one time and then you're good for it for like ten years, and yeah. then you come back to it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I feel that. But I've been doing that. I mean, I've been, I've just been like trying to exercise and do some of my hobbies and, um, you know, paint, try to write some music, cook a lot, cook a bunch. You know, just try to touch on my like my artistic needs. You know, because yeah. right now is it's the time to do that. You know? No, for real. Yeah, that's uh yeah, you know, I've been I've just been sitting and writing like a ton. And yeah. even if it's you know, I haven't tried any of it out yet, so who knows if it's going to be jokes that work or anything like that, but it is stuff to work. It is stuff to try. You know, when I come back, I'll have oh, a yeah. whole new like that's my goal is to come back and just have a whole new like 10 minutes hopefully. Yeah, cuz um, I mean, I would think with comedy is like that's that's a hard 
uh, venture because you kind of have to like read the room and try yeah. your shit out, you know? Yeah, like you can write a joke down, but you're like, you don't know if it's good does, or not until you does actually it work? say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or it may not work like the first 10 times. Then you find mm-hmm. you find something in those first 10 times that actually it becomes something else. And I just miss that part of it. I miss like the going out, uh, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You could bomb, you could do well. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, is, do you feel that way? Like, like you got a gig, right? Or you guys are going out of town or something. You're traveling. Do you feel that energy? Do you feel like this could be bad or this is going to be good? Or is that you kind of get in your head like that? Like performing well, or no? That's only, only if, if only if we were like bad performers. But like majority of the time, hardcore and punk music. Whenever I'm traveling out, I have like even though we play that kind of like, um, we play like some. I would say, it's simpler than most music. But mm-hmm. like we play like the we play punk music. People at our shows go there to hear that. Well, like with comedy, it's more of like a call and response type deal. You know, yeah. you're you're trying to like feel it out, but like everybody that goes to a hardcore punk show are there for a hardcore punk show. And then like with my band, like we're really crazy and wacky, but all the musicians that play in my band are just really dialed in. So even though it's like real, it could be like really grimy, fast punk music, and like sometimes you you wouldn't un- like to normal people you wouldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. But everybody. I, I like basically don't have to worry about um, any of the music getting fucked up just because all the all the bandmates are super solid. Okay. And as far as um, see like bombing or anything, that's only I would only be worried about that if um, people didn't know how to play their instruments, you know. Okay. So or like your, yeah, or like your throat's fucked or some shit like that. You can't. Like... Usually, dude, if my throat's fucked, I just go right through it. Okay. And it's, <laughs> yeah, I. With uh, with music now, it's like I don't have like a chance to do it, perform as much as I used to, just because I'm getting older and stuff. Mm-hmm. So every time that I do get to perform, or if I'm on tour or something, like you're gonna get a really good show because I'm going hard as fuck every single time. You're stoked as fuck to be there. And... Yeah, man. Cool. Performing. I mean, I've, I've listened to your guys' stuff uh, on what you have online. Uh, I haven't been able to come out to a show, but I'm, I've always been like, a, you know, uh, into like hardcore music, punk music. I've went a little farther into like the more of like the death metal, blast beats type of. That's more of like my personal like favorite stuff. But I definitely yeah. love like I've been to a ton of like hardcore shows back up in Washington. There's a pretty good scene up there, like Tacoma, Seattle area. And yeah, I no, have, I hear. I had friends like. Uh, in bands and stuff and I would go out and support them and I I definitely miss that scene and that kind of that kind of vibe like I haven't been able to connect with it as much since I moved to California but you know slowly and slowly I've started to you know realize what's out there and you know you guys were one of the first people I was put on you know Gabe showed me Gabe showed me your band showed me Drain showed me like a bunch of stuff and like the people that are around introduced me to it and it's freaking awesome to see that there's a scene like that down here and stuff because Hardcore yeah. music is it's awesome, man. Like it's, I think it's uh, it's so funny to me that like the perception that like all like hard heavy music gets from people, and then when you're it's like mm-hmm. it's like a double edged sword because you're like glad that not everybody's you know into it, so it's not blown up and mainstream and you know commercialized. 
but then like the people that are inside that scene is so tight knit. Everybody appreciates each other. There's like a like the people at hardcore shows are like the best people to hang out with. You know, it's weird. Is like before only like weirdos and weirdos and like fucking misfits were into punk music and hardcore music or metal music. Like they mm-hmm. weren't in the forefront of like being popular. And it's like the same thing with skateboarding too. But now, like at this this day and age, like hardcore is kind of being put on the map to being it, it's a lot more popular it got more popularized and um, mm-hmm. i feel like it's something that you do you could see now in mainstream and like it's kind of weird you know because before it was like people would be like oh why do you listen to that screaming music but now yeah, people yeah, like yeah. hella fuck with it yeah do you and, think it's uh, sorry i was gonna say do you think it's like the do you think it's the mentality that is being because what I noticed is, you know, bands like like Terror, Stick to Your Guns, uh, bands like The Ghost Inside, they're kind of more popular bands of like the the genre, you could say. Um, and they're they're pushing like this message of positivity in a lot of their music videos and all of their merch. Everything is like you know PMA, like yeah, embrace embrace each other, like come together. Uh, do you think that has anything to do with it, kind of reaching that level of kind of more acceptance like realizing what the message is about people understanding what you know what they're saying well, instead of just hearing people scream all that um all those bands like like you mentioned terror and the ghost inside and stuff like um they definitely fit like a certain criteria uh, of people in, in hardcore music and like metal music and stuff i feel mm-hmm. like i definitely think that they they're on they can be classified as their own, um, their like their own separate genre because mm-hmm. they're in in hardcore music and metal music. There are like people who preach positivity, which is a good thing, um, and some people really um, dive into that. And then there are some that are really pessimistic, and also equally as good and have like their ha- have an equal following. But um, I think as far as like the music itself being popularized i think that the youth in general needs they have like really ant like antsy thoughts and really they're all they're people who are just turning 18 and stuff they're they're really jittery with like i want to i want to be aggressive i want aggression i want to be in a place where there's energy and movement and stuff and i think that the reason why it's being more and more popularized is just that it's coming out of the eye of like the misfits and stuff and it's kind of going like everybody's starting a band and not everybody comes from not everybody's coming from the same place um, where it was like when it started out a couple Mm -hmm. years ago i feel like it's just becoming how do i say this i think it's becoming more popular because people have the ability to create this music like it's not before it wasn't for everybody but now it is Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, like even with even with like rappers and stuff and like that type of music, like they have the same aggression at their shows now. Like people are moshing at rap shows, you yeah. know. So I, I I feel like it's just the youth wanting to be in a place where you can be antsy and aggressive, and it's yeah. kind of like people controlled. people are moshing and headbanging at like EDM concerts too, like raves, you know. Like yeah. There's like dubstep, but they have like they're just headbanging like crazy. Kids, yeah, I agree. kids want to mosh. Yeah. Yeah, kids want to mosh, man. 
That's interesting to think about that it, it's more about that than like it, that was always there and the music was slowly bringing that out of us and it's been just mm-hmm. growing and growing. That's an interesting idea to think about. Like the music's mm-hmm. just pulling this out of us. Like that's I think that's why we have like there's like wall of deaths at like huge metal shows. Cuz it's like yeah. it's the only time like back in the day you were you'd run with a sword and a shield like that in battle, <laughs> you know? Like across yeah, yeah. your enemy and this is like the only other opportunity we get to like charge each other with that same sort of yeah. like like you're like you just get the speech you know by mel gibson and you're like all right let's do this shit (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean i feel like people when they come out to go see live music they want to be excited and they need some energy so mm -hmm. that's why people are even like going crazy to like the strokes or something you know just going hard as fuck like people are climbing on top of each other and before a couple years ago you wouldn't see that shit you know but Mm -hmm. everything like the youth is so like angst to do anything for any like for any type of movement which is good which is it's re- which is really good because it has the ability to shed light on hardcore and punk music yeah yeah i agree and it's been interesting to watch just you know back in like 2008 2009 you know i was listening to like the metal back then compared to now it feels like it's just it was so much I think they're coming back to what that sound was originally like I I listen to like Suicide Silences I think is a good example for that mm-hmm. they're like early albums like the cleansing and shit yeah. it's just like super heavy and you're like holy yeah. fuck then they kind of veered off and went to something else and now their album that came out a couple months ago is like right back to that old sound and uh, I think that they I think that uh, we've always wanted just that heavy sound but they were just trying to reach out and trying to be a part of what you're talking about and just being more accepted yeah. you know everybody I think everybody's trying to like lighten up and maybe appeal to the masses instead of just uh being heavy as fuck <laughs> well it's funny because like music goes through this weird cycle like i i forgot my buddy says it's like every 10 years or something like the 10 year cycle and suicide silence like a job for a cowboy and like yeah. fucking you know just like bands like that mm-hmm. like when, when they were coming out they're like only like the really fucking metalhead dudes were into the, like bands like that mm-hmm. and they're like the maggot dudes like with you know i'm talking about they had like really long hair and it was like always in a ponytail or it was and they completely would, like, straight or like yeah <laughs> completely straight and they would wear their like same faded slipknot black like t-shirt every yeah. day it's like and, a Slipknot and, or a Gojira tee, and they're just like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're just and flexed. The metal, the metal dudes were into that. Mm-hmm. And then when, like, when that shit was coming out, like, I was listening to bands like Bless the Fall and Silverstein and stuff, okay. which is like a, a little bit... I mean, it's a lot... It's like a different, a whole different genre, but that's, mm-hmm. that's the shit that I got into okay. now that I'm older and the cycle has come almost full circle like you have bands every day sounding like suicide silence or job for a cowboy and new hardcore hardcore bands that sound like them but the style is completely different they you know they look like skaters and well you know just like the typical hardcore kid Mm -hmm. whatever that is right now yeah but it's definitely the music the music sound is there but the style is different Mm -hmm. and i think that's what makes it more acceptable now because before 
you would fucking see some dude like like the type of dude we just described listening to like job for a cowboy or shit like that and he like you he was just that metal fucking dude you know yeah Yeah, everything is blast beats and he's just he's just constantly tensed and flexed Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah exactly no No, i've seen a ton of dudes at, at shows like that and i actually yeah i that's what i appreciated about stuff like warp tour and all stars tour and other like big like festival type tours that were happening like a few years ago like early mm-hmm. like i would say like 2012 and stuff like there was there was a there's bands like you're describing like silverstein there's like memphis mayfire miss may i all these bands like at the shows like devil wears prada uh chunk no captain chunk all these bands that are just different genres and then there's bands like job for cowboy or like i declare war or chelsea grin or whatever at the same show and they go on at a different time on a different stage so there's like you get to interact with people that are like you're saying they're into like all these different things and you maybe turned on to some stuff you know mm-hmm. like i you know i didn't know about i didn't know about the you know when i first got in it was like it was like white chapel you know carnifex suicide silence all shall perish i was listening to this mm-hmm. heavy shit my friends turned me on to you know devil wears prada Miss May I, like Memphis Mayfire. I even was like listening mm-hmm. a little bit to like Pierce the Veil a little bit at the end because I just got into like Me it's too. a spectrum, dude. Like uh, I can Me appreciate too. all kinds of stuff. Like it's it's just well, it's to... like it's, it's funny because like back when I was in high school, like everybody was anybody who weared who had long hair or weared black were rockers. They kind of just like scooted all like the rockers into like one category Mm -hmm. but like the thing is like not all like the fucking rockers were the same and Mm -hmm. they like i would get made fun of because you know people are listening to like heavy ass shit like suicide silence fucking um fuck um and john for a cowboy and like shit like that and i was listening to like pierce the veil you know toward the end of it yeah so it's like oh paul's a rocker but paul's not really a rocker because he doesn't like that heavy yeah i never shit, you know? yeah i i think when i was younger i was definitely guilty of that to an extent uh of just kind mm. of i kind of looked down on it a little bit but i think it's because mm. it was just i only had heard a tiny bit of it and the tiny bit that i had heard was with like most exaggerated style or whatever of that genre and then i was like nah i'm not I'm okay but i think you come around and i i definitely did and kind of just appreciated it and also just realized you know, there's so much available like there's so many different types of what can be considered like hardcore like metal even like i think metal is just like this huge umbrella and there's yeah. all this giant giant stuff under there when i was younger the only kind of platform that i saw for people who liked like heavy rock music and heavy rock music that was coming out when i was in high school um it was always like to go to a show, you'd have to go to a like a festival like Warp Tour or something like that. There was only really one outlet, mm-hmm. um, but n- I never knew of like a local show or like I never knew that you could go see a band perform for for like five bucks or something, you know. Yeah. And it was like down the street. I never, I, I, I had no idea that was all happening. I. Um, and when I realized that I didn't have to fucking wait every year to go see a show and, um, and pay like $50 to get in or something, like I was really stoked. 
So that's when I started getting into like local music. Okay. Um, um, local, like local hardcore and punk shows. And I mean, just to be very real, like, like the local music back then too was, is, is mostly like metal and metal core music. It wasn't really punk or hardcore because they kind of tried, even though it was like a local band and there were like teenagers playing it, they tried to kind of assimilate the bigger shows like the warp tour yeah. uh, model, you know, mm-hmm. they had all the, they had like, 805s and banners and and they're like, it was like they're all synchronized like shuffling while they're playing and doing the exactly <laughs> that and that like that shit was kind of cool to me because it was like kids my age doing it yeah and i was like oh fuck like i could do it like i could do that shit you know when did you so that was good i was gonna say when did you kind of start thinking like oh this, i want to do this now like when were you like you you, you dude, go and you watch local shows now. Now when are you like, okay, I want to be up there, dude. What what do I got to do? Dude, I wanted to play in bands like since I was like fucking fourteen or fifteen because I used to watch um, Fuse Network, uh, Stevens Untitled Rock Show and shit. And um, they would I don't know if you remember that, but it was like it was like he would have uh, bands on and it would be like the Use Taking Back Sunday and blah 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 and then. It would like show their music videos and show like what it was like to be on tour and stuff. So like, yeah, I remember wanting to be in a band in the freshman year of high school and then trying to start a band with like classmates. And we like the only time we ever played was like for a talent show, but we killed it, like killed it, killed it. But um, never, never took anything really serious until like my senior year of high school when I started okay. kind of, um, I started to connect with people outside of my school and started to connect with people that wanted to take music seriously and um, share the same, share the same ideas that I had. In senior year of high school, I um, met a, um, I met a buddy who lived down the street. Um, he like graduated uh, a couple years uh, before that I did. He played guitar. And we were like, yo, we should start a band. And he introduced me to some other people from the local scene. And then we kind of just, we kind of just smushed all our ideas together and then made a band. And that was like my first time. Yeah, it was like my first actual time writing my own music instead of like covering shit. And that was my first opportunity to play live too. So I want to say like my first time ever getting to perform was like 18. Okay. That's awesome. Where did you guys where did you guys come up with the name Morning Coffee? Where did where did that come from? Morning Coffee? Dude, Morning Coffee, um I made I decided to name the band that just because I I love Morning Coffee. Like nice. I wanted <laughs> I I wanted to name the band after something that like is something consistent that I do and I like was coming I was just trying to figure shit out. And then I was like, Morning Coffee sounds kind of like an indie band name. Yeah. But I was like, fuck it, you know? Because no, mo- cool. <laughs> most people, yeah, I thought it like it was kind of like a goofy name, but then it, it really stuck. And um, I feel like it personifies like my, uh, like everybody in the band's personality too. We all like, we're always fucking jittery and like okay. just spastic as fuck. It's like it's like when you listen to you guys, it's like you're getting that morning coffee feeling. 
that's it's it's just something we all love so i got really lucky with with figuring out that name and taking a chance on it nice how long how long have uh how long have you guys been in a band for um i started the band i want to say like five years ago so what year would that be like Mm, like 2016 2015 probably yeah yeah, about that time. Uh, I was playing in like a bunch of different, like other bands. I was like playing in a pop punk band, and like um, I was a vocalist for like two other bands. Nice. But this one was like, uh, this one was kind of like my my really punk hardcore project, and I just really wanted to be in like something like a little bit more uh, down to earth and grimy, and you know, a little bit more charged. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen videos of you like hanging off of the roof rafters mm-hmm. of buildings and it looks like you really you know you really go full like full steam out there like you really give it like yeah everything you got dude that's super cool to see and uh i can tell you know when i met you and just talking to you now like you're definitely a person that has like you have certain things you know in your life but you put yourself like you give yourself all to those things if you ha- you don't have it's not like you're spread too thin you kind of have like a you know an array of things that you do or things you're into and then you just you know you really dive into those things which is i think that's a great quality to have because you know you're never really going to put out anything like i don't think you're ever going to put out anything really like worthy of uh, anything with like real substance unless you really dive into it and really give yourself like uh yeah you know like a, a chance to you know be fully obsessed with it no yeah straight up yeah i mean there's like all the all the hobbies that i have were like things that i wanted to do when i was younger and slowly but surely were was like nipping away at all of them because to be honest like with all the things that i do now i was really intimidated by when i was younger but i knew that if i didn't start kind of like trying to figure it out mm-hmm. then like i would never be able to do it at all so like yeah like with all the Sorry, like, uh, like with cooking, like, like I, you know, I, I've seen, I've, I, you know, I started following you on Instagram, like when we met like a year ago and I yeah. seen you had, you know, already you had like a, you know, you were doing something with cooking, you know, that's your, that's what you were doing as a job, but you also had like a side thing that you were kind of doing as well. And I've just watched you mm-hmm. kind of just kind of like like you're saying like things just kind of opening up it seems like that's what you're doing with that is like it's you're you're like you're like expanding doing different things you know i i wish quarantine wasn't uh in effect dude i was gonna come down i I was gonna come down uh and try some of the the full steam dumpling stuff yeah man i've been posting um because that shit looks fire like not like i was i've I've been watching your instagram i was like damn i gotta come down and try yeah it looks good yeah unfortunately like i work for full steam dumpling every once in a while but like unfortunately like i haven't been able to um devote any time to that lately just because of the quarantine Mm -hmm. stuff and they don't they um they're like fully staffed and now that the operation is like it can't be as crazy because of the shelter in place stuff yeah like they got their main dudes on it but like that was a really fun time like being able to work for them and being part of that team um and yeah dude like with things opening up i've just like been able like every single opportunity that has come my way like i've just been like taking a chance at it 
because before when I was younger, I was so scared of everything, like so scared to take a chance on anything. And I like lost a lot of opportunity because of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just, um, I don't know. I, uh, opportunity comes and it goes, but I'm going to make sure to try to take every single chance that I can. It sucks when you, uh, when you don't take those chances and you, all you have is that, like that hindsight that just, oh, I wish I did that. You know, you're just left with that feeling mm-hmm. like, oh man, I wish I, I wish I went out. I wish I did that. I wish I went to that thing. I wish I you know, said yes instead mm-hmm. of no. Um, that's really cool that you're, I, I, I kind of feel in a, a similar way. Like, you know, when I, when I started doing stand-up, I, there wasn't, I realized right away, like, oh, there's a lot of other people doing this, <laughs> like, especially mm-hmm. in the area, you know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. just in a small little, you know, group, this is, it's huge, the whole Bay Area is huge, there's so many other people doing this, and I quickly learned, like, you have to, you have to always be ready for those opportunities, you have to always, like, yeah, you gotta good, get your feet wet, man, mm-hmm, you always got to have a set ready to go. Like if somebody comes up to you and is like, "Hey, like, you know, can you do the show tomorrow night?" You just got to be ready to say yes and do the, and do the thing. Like that's, you know, like when when Gabriel started hitting open mics with me, I went from like, he like kind of really showed me like what you know what you actually could do, what was possible. Because uh, yeah. I I was doing like one or two open mics a week in the area and I thought I was like thought I was hustling you know I thought I was like yeah oh, I thought I'm like I'm out here dude you know I'm like crushing it yeah, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> Gabe shows up and we start going to Santa Cruz and San Jose and San Francisco and we start doing like five or six open mics a week and it's every single night and yeah, I'm that, not yeah. sleeping at all but I got that, so that much better nuts, bro. yeah I got so much better in that time period <laughs> it's it's a craft same way as cooking you yeah. have to practice your craft and you have to hone your skills every single day otherwise you're gonna fall short mm-hmm. like ev- there are people out there doing it every single day it was really funny when Gabe told me he start he was gonna start doing comedy because I didn't know him as a comic like I knew him like he was he was always cracking jokes and making fun of people and we we're like oh the get that Gabe's just being Gabe yeah but like his approach to comedy is like the same approach as like a front man to a hardcore band like that guy is fucking like all over the place he's fucking pacing back and forth fucking mm-hmm. screaming in your face i don't know like that that was the first time i ever seen um comedy being done that way and it was funny because since i know gabe through hardcore he attacks it uh he attacks comedy the same way as he would when he was playing music it's i don't know it's fucking so super tight like I yeah fuck, I, I, I fuck with that it was cool to and it was funny as he wanted to host the show uh when he first asked me about doing it and i i remember asking him, like no i gotta see you do a set first i gotta see if you're funny because i didn't know the guy like yeah, the first yeah. time i met him i went to shake his hand and he shook my hand so weird i like called him out for it <laughs> <laughs> i was like what's wrong with you <laughs> it was like the first was time fu- i met him was he fucking with you or what i don't know was he with- i don't know if he was or not but like i was just yeah, like what's wrong with you dude and then yeah. i watched him do a set and he was funny and then yeah from there man he he really showed me what was possible and you know it's th- it's like crazy to realize that i was just what you know i thought that what i was doing was like some you know some crazy mm-hmm. hustle thing and then i realized before i was just kind of sitting on my ass you know and so that perspective is nice and i think you get that perspective from you know multiple things in your life like i like i like you're you're a person that i've like like if i i don't know if you uh like with one of your goals is to create like good content for social media but you have like a really good 
like eye for that i think like i've like watching your instagram stories and your insta and and that stuff like you have like you're you can be funny you can be serious like you have a really good way of like presenting things Mm -hmm. Uh, and i don't know if that's like through just like your artistic like eye or well uh, i i use i i think i just had i've had like a lot of practice really because i've been um before with social media like it was really hard to navigate because sometimes like things would be a little too like things would be too personal or i would say some i i would i would like be off my rocker and say some some shit some bullshit you know and like Mm -hmm. nothing really it was it was like i was putting out content to just have content and like show like to let people know that I was there. Yeah. But I hit a point in my life where um, I was kind of fed up with, I was kind of fed up with social media and I was like looking at it like, well, this could either, I, I started looking at it more as like a tool to, to show people that I'm like, I'm an average person, but and like you, there's no reason why you should know me or follow me or listen to me, but I'm going to keep putting out work that, um, that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just been like, th- there's like no reason why I should have m- as many followers as I do. I don't know why people are following me really, <laughs> but, um, you know, like I do all, like all the art that I do on all the platforms is very just for myself and it's i i do it unfor like unforgivingly like when it comes to like me painting like i've never had any professional experience painting or anything but yeah. i would still put out art that i like and mm-hmm. like it's the same thing with cooking it's the same thing with the music um it's really the same thing with any sort of um um anything that i do artistically and i feel like people should start you know, just putting out content that's that they're proud of and that like it doesn't even matter if it um, gets any likes as long as you're true to yourself. Yeah. Um, people eventually people will start picking up on it. And like, I think that's what happened with me. I had a, a small following because of the music thing that I was doing, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not I'm not even known for that anymore. And I don't really know what I'm known for right now. Like, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say is that when I was saying earlier, it's like, you can be funny, serious, whatever. Like what you made a good point. What I was going to say too, is that you're talking about putting out content that's true to yourself. I think that people are just interested now in like what you have to, you know, what's coming next because you keep putting out content. That's just, it's showing all these different avenues. And so I think the person watching your stuff gets to see who you are and you're just, you're putting it out in the world. Like you say, you know, unforgivingly and, and I think that's what that's what people gravitate towards is just that it's really like a it's it's seriously like a a, a personal blog like a, for some reason like my like my day to day can be really boring sometimes and sometimes it can be really interesting but like I still have people hit me up all the time like like that are excited um, and for to me I I don't understand why but um, I'm v- I'm very humbled with the fact that. Um, people can look at me. I, this is what I really want. I, w- I want people to understand that I am nobody and I don't have any formal training with anything that I do. Um, I've just been chipping away at 
these hobbies for for a cool minute and mm-hmm. um i've gotten okay at them but still am nobody and you can like a lot of people are discouraged about themselves because they're like oh no no one's gonna like my art no one's gonna see it or blah 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 like doesn't matter just put it out there because mm-hmm. you know like i can do it like i like i can if i can kind of make like a small following doing all these avenues of art then you can too and you'd probably be better at it than i am um that's, that's a really I, good that's a really good message too to to put out there for people it's just yeah i mean i'm just i, I'm I feel just like super <laughs> humbled that yeah yeah well it's it's the truth because before dude like i was i was like so intimidated by everything like i i i do a little bit of boxing but before like i would just like i i had to have my homie like kind of push me in the right direction to actually join a gym or you know do that Mm -hmm. and now like i do i'm not a good boxer but i do it as a hobby it's the same thing with with art like i didn't even want to touch uh, like fucking paint to canvas because i was so intimidated i was like dude this this is already going to come out like shit right before i started you know Mm -hmm. but it's about the practice and about kind of loving it you have to want it um and don't be intimidated to start because as soon as you start and you keep going with it, eventually something, something good's going to happen if you love it, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk says, has a great saying uh, with that is like, if you, I don't remember the exact words, but he's talking about like, if you, if you have a goal and you map your actions towards it, you'll get somewhere close to it. He's just trying to say what you're saying that like you, we all suck at the beginning. Like I remember going like my first, my first open mic, dude, I went, I don't even remember. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't get any laughter. I don't remember really. Cause I was just kind of looking at the floor. I don't even remember looking at the people. I don't remember seeing how many people was even there. Cause I was just so scared and I did it and I got in my car and I was like laughing at myself because I just left right after I was done. I didn't stick around to see if anybody actually like, liked what I did or if I, anybody had any any other comics were there to maybe give me pointer I just left you know I was like oh man I did it uh that sucked though but then I instantly wanted to go back and make it right you know I wanted yeah. to I wanted to I wanted to be better than the la- the first time and then that just keeps happening you keep wanting to be better and <clears throat> that, you I think that, out that you you keep putting out that energy and opportunity falls mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah, and like uh, going and doing like I did, I did Rooster Tees comedy competition uh, a couple months ago, and I didn't make it past the first round, but I wasn't mm-hmm. bummed out. I was like, I went at least I am signed up and tried this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it was like exactly. it, made me, it made me more nervous than any mic I've ever done because I was being judged. I was like, oh, I don't know, uh, I don't know if I can. Like, what if I just, you know. I kept going like, what if I just bomb in this comedy? Because it was in a, it was a Rooster Teeth Feathers, this actual comedy club. So I was like, what if I just bomb in front of all these people that came out tonight for this competition? It was just kept running back, and I was like, who fucking cares though, you know? Well, you got like, you I, got more you got more balls than most people because a lot of a lot of people don't they won't even put their name on the roster, and that's kind of like like that's the sad part is like people want to do it, but then they they're they keep themselves from doing it. You mm-hmm. know, you gotta have the, you have to pop your cherry. You have to have the goal and, to do it. You know? Yeah. But go ahead. My bad. No, you're good. Uh, 
yeah, it just, I, it's cool to see, like, that you're put, you know, like you say, even though you're, you're nervous, like with painting or, um, you know, cooking and stuff like, or, or whatever you're doing and putting out there, it's cool to think, you know, to have like, to just know that you're, you're feeling that too, you know, and like, you're not, I'm not that, you know, it's not to not be a, like alone in that feeling, I guess. Uh, cause I, there's like video sketches that I've made that I'm like, oh, I should put this on my IG, but then I don't, like, it doesn't make me, it doesn't make me like laugh like hard or it doesn't get me right away. So I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I don't know. And then I'll end up, and I spend like two hours on it, you know, like we filmed it, I got people together to work on it, and then I spend all this time yeah. editing, and then I'm like, oh, I don't know. And it's like, why wouldn't you put this out? You just worked, this is the best that it could be. You've put all this yeah. effort into it. Yeah, like, you, you, put, you, you put that, see, like, I, I totally understand that, because sometimes, like, I'll make a sketch, or, or like, oh, or I'll, I'll put out some photography, and like on average sometimes i'll get maybe like you know like a hundred likes or something but there's i still get posts where i get like maybe 20 30 likes it's to me that's fine because like i put all the time to to make this product and mm-hmm. i had fun along the way doing it like you can't you can't make posts or content on on if you're gonna get like uh, on the amount of likes that you're gonna get yeah you know that's why people are crazy and they just fucking they'll fucking throw eggs at random people or they'll fucking jack somebody's shit and then record themselves on live and doing all this fucking insane shit, you know, for likes. Mm-hmm. That's it's and that's not even content. You're just fucking being a dumbass so the world can see. Uh, I I don't understand that. It's not it's that to me is not that's that to me isn't genuine. You just made me real. think of that's, uh you made me think of Takashi Six Nines IG Live that happened a few like days ago. Days ago, that had I like seen two that million thing. two million people on IG Live. <laughs> well, well, and also you know that that fool built his whole career on that shit, like yeah. doing fucking you know fucking dumb shit. You mm. know, um, yeah, he's a, he's like and, the king of trolling, like for sure. Yeah, he is the king of trolling, but it's he had a he had a strategy. He was gonna fucking be king he was going to be king troller and then he was like oh but now i make music and then of course everybody he had that he built that following and then he was like now i make music and now he had that following with music but you know still the same fucker yeah like but it's 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 funny too because even though he's like he's kind of shunned in the community because the last thing you want to do is fucking become a rat yeah he's still has views yeah he still has views millions of views (laughs) and most of his shit is like i'm still talking shit i'm still and people are gonna watch that shit people are gonna people you know people are gonna fucking they're gonna they're gonna watch it because you know people yeah it's just uh (laughs) it's it's easy to hate on so it's it's gonna grab your attention and you're gonna, you're gonna get frustrated and be like fuck this fucking guy. clickbait yeah it's clickbait <laughs> and you know like I, I don't know i could have i feel like i was i, I could have went that route when i was younger you know because mm-hmm. i was saying i was i would just say shit to say shit for attention and then i was like i i was like oh i want this many views and this many likes and I'm glad that I strayed away from that and kind of started just looking at 
myself genuinely. Um, and I, I understand that Instagram is a tool. It's like the only social media that I have. Mm. Um, but I want I want to use that. I want to use it to inspire people, not to just, you know, fucking not to just get a bunch of views, you know? Yeah. Nice. And, um, I mean, it, it works. It's working out. I mean, I don't got a lot. I don't got a lot of followers, but you know, I, I have a decent amount and from only doing the shit that I do from only, from only showing content and art that I make. And it's, it's pretty cool because I, I still don't understand how I have as many followers as I do. Jeez. No, it's, it's extremely cool, man. And, uh, yeah, your 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 Instagram story is always interesting. Um, it's hard to it's hard to do that, you know, day in and day out to have interesting content. You know, it's something that I before I started doing comedy, I wasn't doing it at all. Uh, I wasn't really posting at all. I wasn't active on social media really. Uh, it wasn't until I started, you know, realizing how it can be used as a tool, like you're describing, when I started getting into it and using it and. I realized when I was first starting out, I was only posting stuff about comedy and comedy related stuff. And there was nothing about me. There was nothing about like who I am, what I'm into. It was kind mm -hmm. of just for that reason. And so I recently have been trying to get more into like posting about myself and kind of including that content to try and mm -hmm. just to try and get over that, get over what I'm, you know, struggling mm -hmm. with, which is just you know, not thinking my content is good or whatever, but also just uh, having that, uh, yeah, having that out there and just seeing who, seeing who reacts, seeing who follows, you know, seeing who I mean, checks in. Some people like pigeonhole themselves and kind of like they, they they'll make a IG specifically for the their fucking trade or their you know like mm -hmm. their or their dog or whatever you know. I have. <laughs> You know, just I have one, I have one Instagram, mm -hmm. one Instagram, and you're going to get all of it. You know, you're going to see everything that I do. And I'm like a firm believer in that. Um, and but it works differently for other for for people like for other people. Some people need if they're doing like hair and lining people up, they got Instagram for their for their hair. or mm -hmm. They got an Instagram for their food and blah, blah, blah. It's like. The one thing that I've done over the years is everything goes into this one page. And I think that's the only reason why it's really interesting because I do try to do a lot and I do try to make it exciting for, for people. But um, at the same time is like, it's just very real. Like that's, that, that's a shit that I do on the daily. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I mean, I, when we did that comedy show at your house, uh, I remember like hanging out, setting up, and then realizing that you started busting out all this food, started cooking mm -hmm. up. I was like, "Oh shit, what's going on over here?" And you know, I had only just met you like that, and I didn't know anything about you know you cooking, and and then you whipped up some freaking fried rice and some lumpia in the in the kitchen there, dude. And I was like. Just that's right i was just stoned like just stuffing my face <laughs> man. That's, that's tight. i did my set and dude, then i went back there and i was just getting down bro it was like this is so good dude and like where did you like where did you get the inspiration to start like 
Have you always had a passion for cooking, or was it like family stuff, or? Huh? Like yeah, what was well, the... um, cooking, dude, cooking fell into my lap, and the thing about cooking is it's like another art form, um, and it it allows me to um, to take care of other people. Um, so that's it's like it's one of those things that um, that give back to me. Um, and it pays my bills and it's, um, what I do, I can do. I can say that I do professionally. Um, and I worked really hard toward it. Um, I've always loved food. Um, my dad was an amazing cook. My grandma was an amazing baker. Um, when I first started out, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just didn't know. I, I just knew that I didn't want a fucking nine to five job really. Um, okay. I just, I knew that I, well, I ended up getting it, but I knew that I didn't that I didn't really do well in school, and I didn't want to go back to school, and um, I had to get a job. And the only jobs that I that were in my skill set were in the kitchen, so I I did that, and um, it wasn't until later. Uh, a couple jobs later that I started taking it really, really seriously because I met this man who, uh, who, who was my chef who looked at, he showed me, he showed me, um, that food could be an expression of oneself other than the things that we have to make on the menu. Like he, he showed me technique and he showed me, um, just like to generally love like the ingredients and what it takes to make somebody happy on a plate. So when I started getting into that and when I started to actually express myself through, through food, I knew, and I was getting paid for it. I knew that I had to elevate myself and kind of chase that, um, to be my job. Um, so food is, it, it is like one of my, my only professions. Um, the other stuff is hobbies, you know, maybe I could make money off it later but Mm -hmm. um cooking cooking is um it's not unforgiving because it's a labor of love and people understand that when you give it to them Mm -hmm. um and it makes me happy to be able to provide for other people just like in that comedy show you know i knew people were gonna be at the house and i knew that people were gonna get fucking drunk and stoned and having a good time there has to be plates for people. So um, that's what happened. And I still to this day, like whenever somebody's over, like it's it's like, oh, well, we got to We got to eat something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just the way you kind of express know. your it's the way you express yourself. almost. You know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's that's super cool, man. Uh, I I did. I worked in food, but it was a lot of like really basic i never did any like it was just basic like burger joints and like i worked at a teriyaki place which is like the most that i got to like do with the actual food i got to you know uh i got to learn how to use like a wok and all that stuff and make like uh make all the the make all the dishes there but that was that was like the I didn't have like a, like you're saying, like the passion I was, you know, I was more when I was in it, it was like a job to get me through school. I wasn't like, uh, you know, I was working at like these burger joints and stuff, just getting by. Um, 
but I've I've had like a I've always had like an admiration for people that can you know be in that industry and deal with the kind of things that you have to deal with um, working in the food industry because it's it's definitely like a that's that's another aspect that drew me to working the food industry uh, in the first place too is because everybody in the kitchen if you're being serious is a fucking pirate they're mm-hmm. they're they're madmen in the kitchen and um, I felt I already felt like a misfit anyway. And now it's like these misfits are making beautiful plates and making people happy. Like I'm, I was one of the poorest fucking kids on the line and here people are like spending like high class people spending all this money to eat something that I made. And it is, it was like that the, the, the idea behind that is like, Oh, I'm as equal as you because I made this for you and you're paying money for that. Mm-hmm. So like the quality of your um, service and your effort is is worth the price. You the want, meal. yeah, exactly. You're rich, and, but you want something that I can provide for you, which was nice. You know, that's, yeah, that, yeah. That's a cool way to look at it, and I don't think many people look at it that way. That's like a really mm-hmm. interesting perspective to have. It's food makes me feel equal to those people that are more fortunate than I am. So that's that's really cool, yeah. man. Uh, yeah. Dude, it's been it's been great talking to you today. Uh, I had like I had a really great time doing this interview, man. Like uh, me too, man. Like I, I I definitely think that you know the things you talked about and the examples you described, those things shine through in your content online, and uh, I think that's why you have the followers that you have, and I think people are just genuinely interested because you're. It seems like you're genuinely interested in sharing what you have going on too. So it's like a, there's like a mutual, like, like you're talking about being unforgiving and just, uh, you know, like the whole, like put up or shut up example, um, of just kind of, just kind of like, like, like comedy, music, art, food. There's, it's just all these things that it's like, it's either make or break, you know, you can't, uh, you can't, uh, you can't half ass. You can't just, no. You can't you can't half ass it, you know, in these things. And... I, I want people to understand that they're more than their day job and that like even though that you have hobbies that you don't take as serious, you know, like keep doing those things and like keep like if you wanna do a zine, make a zine. If you wanna put out pictures, put out pictures. If you mm-hmm. wanna do comedy, do comedy. Just reach for it because we life is really fucking short and if we don't do the things that make us happy then like why are we why are we living in the first place so make time for it and don't be afraid of those reaching for it Fuck yeah! don't dude. be afraid yeah uh where can where can people follow you man you know if there's people listening right now and they don't know what your instagram is like where can they go find it and check it out what, what's the so my ig page is paul underscore suniga um as all my art my um I have a hashtag um, under que pasa rockero, which means what's up rocker. That's literally all my, that's all my shit. It's my photography. It's my music. It's my skits. um, It's my paintings. All of it. It's under that hashtag. Um, And also my band um, is morning coffee. You can find us at morning X coffee bandcap.com. Okay. 
cool man yeah go check go check that out um and like i said man really great talking to you and i uh, hope you stay safe during quarantine man and uh, we can get back out there soon you too bud Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now. Head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time.